Today's show is sponsored by Tripping.com. Save time and money by booking the vacation rentals at Tripping.com slash Bad Christian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Who's a little down this week? Who needs to not be broken anymore? Well, I got three numbers for you, and it's going to fix everything in your life. Three, two, one, drop the beat. This is the Bad Christian Podcast. Today, you need us. <laughs> if you're not at the BC Club, that means you ain't in God's Club. If you're out there listening, that means you're just wandering. That means you got no direction, friend. But if you want direction, you found the right place. We are going to give you all the answers all to everything. Because we're teachers. But that's only if you join the BC Club and are we're a member, teachers. of course. That's where we're we are. If you're not a member, the real answer. Evangelical shit. preachers and teachers. We've been uh, we've been out here acting like we have some answers and doing our stick out here. But the truth is... We act coy like we don't really know what we're doing. We're just goofing off, you know, on the podcast. But we do have all the answers. It's just club. We have only. influenced the church right. more than any other person has right. in the We know all the, the steps of everything. We'll give you the steps. There's there's actually 19 steps. In fact, we'll we're coming out you, with a gospel. We're coming out with a BC gospel, mm-hmm. and we are going to try to get it in. We're going to try to get we're it gonna in. We're going to try to get book. it added to the canon. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John... Is there a possibility <laughs> of that? Like you know, like on you know, like a, you know, you do the amendments of the Constitution, and you got to get ratified and stuff like that. And is there not? Is there any I procedure? Asked, I think like I asked, yeah, I think I asked Pete Ends that question, and ah, I don't want to speak for him, so ignore his name. But someone told me that there should be there should that be. opportunity because a lot of people take out of context in Revelation where it says nothing should be added or taken away. That's not talking about the canon. Even if you do believe in a canon, it's not talking about the canon. It's talking about John's revelations right. in the book of Revelation. Yeah. So there should be the a church, mechanism for it. Yeah, if the church agreed to uh, you know, have all those books and that's how they are, then the church should be able to... Agree. Well, that's completely prohibited. There could be like Osteen no three four. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you this: I know who will get. I know who will make it happen. If anybody's going to make it happen, it's going to be Stephen Furtick. Furtick he's going to get. Champion. He's going to get a Furtick book of five sixteen says. <laughs> yeah, right. Osteen two and three. War, <laughs> Warren seventeen and nine says. There's not probably any chance of getting Christians on the same page about anything. Though. That that's how you know it couldn't happen. There's no. That is just no right. such thing as them agreeing. But even if you need three fourths. I mean, could three-fourths of professing Christians not, I mean, you know, nine-tenths? If you can open up the word to T.D., T.D. Jakes, chapter one. <laughs> Don't you think? No, but I'm, I'm saying, what if that, what if, just what if, you know, the, something crazy happens and God, you know, does something very obviously miraculous and scientifically provable and, like, clear? Can we, we're going to add to the canon in that point? Like, not not yet the trumpet sound. We're not going that far. I'm just talking about... Give an example, then. Give an example. What does it look like for God to validate uh, a servant? Um, you know, Because so, we'd call it witchcraft. Yeah, but, Antichrist. But, uh, yeah, you're right about that. But I'm if not it was sure something it was super clear, and very, like something that where the science really discovered it, like foundationally, like, wait, this makes no sense. But it was involved a miracle, and then the best anybody could come up with was, was supernaturalness, and it also lined up with a biblical prophecy. 
in a way it'd that be just super seemed close. clear. I guess you're right. I can't it'd think be, of a single example. It'd be but. super close if Toby started being consistently kind and patient and yep, merciful and like, you know, reasoning, that reasonable. That shit. <laughs> no, but happening. seriously, can you think of anything that could be a supernatural miracle that could be accept that could be plainly? What accepted? if there was something some like a, it? A, a written language that a telescope saw near? You know what I mean? Like off in the distance, there was oh, something like that that it. said God is I've real or something. Jehovah. Or so Yahweh. an alien comes to Earth. Like an alien message yeah. comes to Earth, or a craft with electronics and a computer and a hologram on it. So then a hologram alien point starts talking to you in a language that you don't recognize. But literally, if you take the ancient Greek of the Bible and run it backwards, it actually is the decoding of their language <laughs> or something oh, like that. Yeah. Like yeah, something yeah, was like, something oh, well, and it made predictive assertions. Like if you read it backwards, it just, had a whole new text. And there was a that code. make you believe in God, though, or just aliens? We'd have to. So, yeah. Well, true. You then you just I mean? think I, the aliens planted it originally, I suppose. I could see there being some something. Okay, the no, way it would happen take the these alien days, out of it, it would be it would be science or something would yeah. find something. Okay, that's, so take the, the alien out of it. I, that was a that was a that was a red herring that messed up the story. Imagine if you took the ancient Greek and he, this is hypothetical, of course, the ancient Hebrew in this original Dead Sea Scrolls, and yeah. then you discovered that it did have an embedded code that made accurate predictions about the future, like like clearly. That science would have to accept that as well. Yeah. Saying, because that would be all about predictability and falsifiability. So it's like whatever the meaning of the text, that might have been not, not important. But it does turn out that what God had communicated or these religious people have been guarding the whole time does actually have scientific revelation about stuff. People would still probably say, well, that must have been put there by an alien, I guess, though. It doesn't matter. But then maybe we could start looking at the canon differently. Or adding, you know, what if, you know, adding to it. I've, th- I've thought I've had this strange thought before. Imagine God Himself comes down from heaven, and everybody's like, "Oh, whoa, that was real. God is real. It's yeah, amazing." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something like that. Okay, but God Add Himself, that to the canon. God comes down from the sky, and He goes, "Hey, I just want to tell y'all, I've, I've been on a trip. Sorry, I haven't been around for a few thousand <laughs> years, whatever. But I'm here. I am. Uh, and by the way, yeah, no heaven. I can't do that. So you do die." <laughs> I was able to create you, but you die. But uh, yeah, y'all, y'all worship me. You think anybody would like? What if you don't? What if there isn't? Oh, like you just like? Do you, do you think like he he like he doesn't have anything for us? If you think yeah, the only thing God he says yeah, it's better if you're good. It's better if you don't lie and stuff like that. But I mean, I, you you are going to die and not you be around after eighty years. I did all I could do, but there's plenty of know? work for us to do here and now. So let's get to it, everybody. Yeah, and does everybody go? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, I do you right worship God that. if you don't? If you if if there is no heaven, it's just the end. Do you yeah. worship God? Like, think about how many yeah, people right. worship God because of the afterlife mm-hmm. and the hope of a good one, a mm-hmm. per- perfect afterlife. Like, does that actually influence how many people to believe in God? I mean, seriously. Like, uh, of course, you want your life now to be good, but I mean, if you knew that's the, I mean, no matter what I do, I'm taking a dirt nap. Well, no fear of hell either. Like people that are right. motivated yeah, to. He's like, oh, I'm not know, gonna for, do that. That was, that was bullshit. <laughs> what do you right. What do y'all think of? I, I made a fire pit. Come on, guys. <laughs> but yeah, ain't no heaven. That, that, that don't that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, That's I, interesting I, I mean, thought experiment. If that happened, Joey, would you continue to preach God? Would you continue to talk about His love and all that stuff? I mean, it might. Well, I mean, I'd have to have way more context. But but the snapshot picture that you gave, maybe not, because I, I would just be like, okay, well, God decided to create a world where there wasn't a whole lot of purpose. 
Well, and I, it, no, 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 hold on. That is a very short-sighted approach. I will readily admit that. But I just kind of feel like if this is it and we're just a... I will see uh, again. More context is needed. Did God create us? But that like sounds a like bunch you're saying this life is just not yeah, even I that great. Yeah, I don't job with that. Uh, if this is it, I mean, you're alive. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is the the more context this needed is did He put evolution in place and we are just a bundle of molecules? Because then if I really would. Why would I that really matter? Would, like well, because there is no afterlife right now. God says, "Hey, yeah, that was all. You know, y'all got that wrong. Sorry." Okay, if that's it, if that's the only thing that changes, then yeah, I would th- I would say God is probably still the most important thing that we can think about and talk about and at least have in the background of our existence as far as how we process things. Hmm. It would be hard. Yeah, I don't no, know a lot of people, people would bail though. I mean, yeah, I think no, I no think doubt. I think a lot of people would bail. Like that whole I mean, a lot of Christians would bail. They're like, oh, oh I, yeah. I mean, a lot of pastors wouldn't have anything to preach about. Yeah, no, you'd lo- <laughs> it, it would be bad. Like, you'd go, in one hand, you'd have Jesus right in front of you. And you know what's crazy about that? I'll put it in this thought experiment. Okay, this one, this one will hold water and feel free to poke holes in it. But I'm okay. curious. I don't, have, I don't know what all the results would be. But let's just say in a lab where they were do, trying to, for, you know, some lab, the scientists discovered that there was some random in vitro fertilization and all of a sudden there was a womb fertilized in a lab and nobody knew how it happened it was kind of crazy but you know whatever and then this person came out and that person developed and then that person eventually claimed i'm jesus reincarnated and let me prove it and then went back and reinterpreted all the scriptures backwards or with the code and it made predictive events go going forward do you know what i mean Ooh, so like a like a second coming of christ but not the traditional right. thought of him coming in, or no and no okay let's everything. call him an angel just to, to not disprove the Bible, okay. and all that. so let's just call him an angel. But he's like, yeah, no, no, I'm a miraculous angel, and I have the code. I'll understand it, and it'll make predictions. Why, in the future. why not your first? Why, why not your first thought experience? Well, just it, it being Jesus and him saying, right. "You guys, you guys definitely predicted wrong. I'm not here to stop everything. I'm I'm here for I'm gonna, some more. I'm here to clear revealing. this up for y'all. Y'all been uh, yeah. y'all been on off on a wild hair for the last two thousand years. I'm going to correct yeah. the course yeah. here. Anyway, scientists, you have to recognize something's here too. Because watch this. What would, what would uh, it take I, to prove I, you that I know what I'm talking about? And they'd say, oh, you solved this physics equation. Okay, got it. Goes back, ref, shows, shows you in, in the ancient Hebrew in reverse order if you take every third letter, and solves the physics problem with it. Now are we getting somewhere? I think so. Okay. Now, here's what happened. <laughs> here's what happened. The scientists would start actually listening, and you'd make some progress there, although they'd come up with every way to think of you know a, a more naturalistic explanation. At that point, if he started reinterpreting Christianity from that spot, Christians wouldn't be having it. They'd say, no, no, no that wasn't important. That wasn't important. Here's what I wanted you to do. Nope, sorry. The gay thing's fine. That we don't care about. Like, if he started going through and methodically right. with authority telling us why we're Pharisees, people would just go, no, fuck him. He's satanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah because they, they would hold would on to their as tradition con- as opposed to update. Basically, which 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 reveals the idolizing of God's word, and I know right. a lot of people's like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, because it's not God, right? People uh, wouldn't be able to hang on to it. They no, they would hang just on to they their sanity. It they lose it because it would. Oh yeah, that, that miraculous birth thing. No man, y'all got that totally wrong. That that was Joseph's cousin Steve <laughs> and Mary got together. <laughs> hey, let me. God, you, let, God let used me. it. Okay, you guys hang on just a second while I tell you guys about tripping.com. And I'll tell you why I like it. Because I'll tell you why I like it by telling you what I don't like. 
which is staying in terrible hotel rooms. I was thinking about this the other day. We let Toby book our hotel rooms um, because he can find good deals, but sometimes he finds deals that are too good, so bad that I've had hotels that he booked for us to stay in where I slept in my clothes on top of the bed and was way afraid to get up under those covers and seen some bad stuff under there too. So i tell you what I like doing, and that is staying in vacation rentals. It's the best possible thing to do when you travel. If we travel for work, if we travel for a vacation, which I just did one to New York with my family, we stayed in a vacation rental, basically somebody's apartment. So we stayed in the Lower East Side for a week, and it felt like we lived in New York. And that is not the way it feels when you stay in a hotel. So I love, uh, you know, vacation rentals. I think it's the way to go. And Tripping.com is the place for it. On Tripping.com, one search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place to find the best deal on your perfect vacation rental. Those things are awesome because they're, they have more privacy, more space, all that kind of stuff. But best of all, Trippin.com, they can save you tons of time and money. You can join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates, seriously, up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. So if you're planning spring break, you were going to Florida, you go to Lake Tahoe, you go to the Smoky Mountains, whatever it is, Trippin.com. This year save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with tripping.com slash bad christian that's t-r-i-p-p-i-n-g.com slash bad christian find your fur find your perfect vacation rental tripping.com slash bad christian let me ask y'all something while we're talking this uh spiritual jive real quick like does this does this mean anything to y'all all right so this is something that I read recently and it's basically the one two three four five six seven eight nine it's the first ten people in the genealogy in Genesis Adam Seth ending with Noah and if you take the meaning so so this the guy that wrote this book he said that this is God's thumbprint all through the Bible. This is why it's dependable. But if you take Adam, Seth, Enosh, Jared, all the way to Methuselah, all the way to Noah, the meanings of those words reads this sentence, man, which is Adam, appointed, which is Seth, and I won't go through it like that anymore. I'll just read the sentence. Man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring despairing rest. So the the first the genealogy of the first 10 names in the Bible when the you take the names? actual yeah the Hebrew meaning of yeah. their name and you put it in that sentence that's what it says. Do y'all think that that's intentional? Do you think that that is kind of some proof-ish or you could make the case that oh yeah, well, whoever it's wrote Genesis <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, first of no, all, no, no, all it not, says yeah. is stuff that's already in the Bible. So what's the point? What do you mean? Uh God, what is it? Man Bad, God, good, save them. But we already had that message. Yeah. So what's the point? Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I think he's just reading into it, but even if not, again, yeah. it has no value to that message, has no value other than, you know, we have the plain words that say everything there too. What would you take from that that would be useful would be my question. Yeah. I would say bottom line, even if, even if you know, the story from Adam to Noah is, you know, legend and not historical, it's still kind of neat that the people would you know, whoever wrote that, that would take the time to do that. I think it's neat. Yeah. Well, maybe, but, sure. but it didn't, they didn't, if they were, it seems like they'd put some other meaning in there is what I'm saying. But, and that's why you'd have to look at anything. And let me just tell people about science, one thing about science for a minute while we're on it. And that is people are a little keyed up about science being like, 
that stupid thing where they say science, oh, well, they do, they're this other religion, or they have to, uh, you can't observe everything, so then you can't do science with it. That, that's kind of nonsense. I mean, one of the things about science, all you, all you need for something is for it to be, you know, useful as a theory, and then to make predictions that are accurate, that are useful. That's really the baseline of all we're, we're really trying to do. And that's yeah. what you need to be able to validate or verify a thing. You don't cert- you certainly, that's a dumb Christian apologist kind of tactic is to say, well, you didn't observe it, so it's not science or something like with the only the only thing that you don't admit though with science is just like there are Christians with an agenda and they take the Bible and they use it as an agenda, there are some scientists. Now science in Wait, its purest who form. Wouldn't admit hold that? On. You're hold, about hold, to no, say no, no, something no. I don't admit that I, of course I do. N- n- Tons of scientists what? are shithead fuck faces that are idiots <laughs> with agendas. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Where do we disagree? Yep, I've heard you in conversation say that all scientists are after just no, finding the I would the never truth. be so like, silly to say all scientists anything. Uh, some of them are pedophiles. Some of them are evil. Some of them try to hurt people. <laughs> some of them are murderers. Some of them believe stupid shit. Yes. Okay, back to the point. <laughs> you had, by the way, on a on a uh, earlier episode, you had Priscilla and I dying laughing how you were just... Uh, you just in five seconds you wanted to just write off the whole kids are benefit from foreign languages because it's a slap in the face to so many parents that are just like yeah Nonsense. we speak Spanish and Ooh. English around how the impressive house and it, it is just so- Mandarin <laughs> great so oh does my, my gosh. okay so does my calculator so that's why I don't ever understand <laughs> everything I ever thought when I was a kid in school they said well but actually you need to so no you don't. I had should have used the calculator the whole time. Same with Google right. Translate. No, do I don't you need think to learn the language. Hand, do the you, machine will re- translate it for me. It's fine. I don't want to talk about this a lot because people are probably sick of it, but do you think it's handy for Georgia to know the multiplication table? Just for head math sure. to like Yes. Yeah. I do. I think I think being able to do math is very important. I mean yeah. but it's also very learnable in many ways. I mean that's not a defense of the education system at large. I, I do think, and now we're really, I'm about to maybe give us a whole left turn here, but I do think, we talk about the education system a, a lot. I do think there is has to be a must of basic knowledge and information that I don't even know if we're even taught that well or our kids are taught that well anymore. But this happened to me. I was driving back uh, from the, the uh, from Devin's house uh, down to, to Nashville, and uh, so it's about a six-hour drive. It was pretty early in the morning, maybe about two hours into the drive. And I was like, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. Well, I go to stop and the gas station, all the uh, toilets are closed and all the coffee has all these signs over it. It says water main broke, uh, no water for toilets or coffee for the, you know, until further notice. Um, so I drove another 20 minutes down the road, same thing. Another 30 minutes down the road, same thing, like for 80 miles there was no water. You couldn't go to the bathroom. You couldn't get coffee or anything. I was like, oh, my God, I got to have coffee now. I can't have it, so I must have it. It was driving me insane. And I, and I realized how close we are to, oh, man, if just some water oh, went out yeah. and maybe a, <laughs> uh, a little bit of electricity or something, holy shit, like Chaos, for 80 yeah. miles, mm-hmm. like what if, what if the gas, what if the water and the fuel it wasn't? Just, just in a 100-mile radius, that 100-mile radius would go insane. I mean, it would be bad. Like if you right. you said for one month, no water, no fuel, Deaths. that would be real bad. Now imagine that. Yeah, if the grid, if the power grid goes down, the estimations are are horrific. Like how many babies die? Like, I mean, like it, if, if we go out of yeah. power, X amount of babies die. 
no matter what. Like the there was, there was two women going, net. where are we supposed to go to the bathroom? Where yeah, oh, are we yeah, supposed to go to the bathroom? Like Can you tell me? And I was like, this poor lady at the gas station, she didn't yeah. know. I was like, man, nobody knows where to go to the bathroom. Yeah, imagine <laughs> if now her and her kids couldn't panic. get food, how she would have started acting. Exactly. Just because, just of, one, just because yeah. of infrastructure damage that she, the truck wasn't coming in, nothing else. Oh, God. She's still, I mean, people are... It's very fragile. People don't get how fragile. Oh, are. If, if yeah. the bath, if water stops in a certain area, watch out for all white women because they will murder you. They will murder your ass in a second if they can't get water or coffee. I mean, or go to the bathroom. It was unbelievable. I felt bad for them too, but I was like, man, this is crazy. Like I drove literally like eighty to hundred miles, and there isn't anything. What if that was just the way it was? Oh, oh man. And then imagine you, you find some, some crazy water. Stuff, then what, what do you do then? You have some water and people want oh, it or do you, yeah. you know, oh God, it just, I mean, we live so close to craziness. Well, I mean, just insanity. We live, we live, we don't realize at all what we have and how good stuff is. And just a few, I mean, I was trying to think, what's the least thing that could be taken away from your daily life and it would just wreck you. Well, you probably, see people get mad about they don't get phone? their coffee. I hadn't had my coffee yet. Now, therefore, yeah, I'm a yeah. raging Yeah, Imagine asshole. if all coffee was gone, what people yeah. would do. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I freak out when the internet's down. That's like a really big deal. It's like, well, what, do, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> let, well, let me ask you this. I, I was watching. I, <laughs> I was. I was watching a documentary last night on uh, serial killers and just everything that goes into oh boy, what him in made them a serial today. killer like and all this. Well, speaking of human behavior and all that stuff, so. What I what I noticed was how the narrators or, you know, people being interviewed, they're just like, and this was just pure evil. You know, throughout this duration of time, he killed, you know, uh, dozens of men, put them under his floorboard. And then when it started to stink, he would, you know, chop them up and uh, just pure evil, pure evil, pure evil. But then in the same breath, they went into why he was that way, the socialization. And this was really interesting, by the way. This this one guy who killed so many people, they said what really played into it is his grandpa was the closest person to him, and his mom didn't, or, or whoever it was that uh, did this, didn't realize how damaging this would be, but didn't tell him that his grandpa died, said, hey, I need to take you somewhere, took him to the open casket. He didn't even know what he was walking into the room for. And so they said simultaneously he saw something that made him extremely happy, which was his grandpa and all the memories and all that stuff, but then paired it with morbid death and finding the that that out and just just what that did to his brain. But anyway, all that to say is when we, we go so quick to say Jeffrey Dahmer, pure evil, maybe it's semantics, but do we really believe Jeffrey Dahmer was pure evil when we also say mental illness? Because, you know, I, I, it doesn't make me excuseless when I have a short fuse with uh, Priscilla when I'm really messed up depressed-wise, and, and she will literally say, you don't even look at me like that, and, and, and how dare you say something like that to me? And that's why she really wants me to tell her when I'm depressed so that she can not be caught off guard and stuff. Is that pure evil? It's definitely not good when I do that, but wouldn't you be so kind to say, well, you've got some mental illness there well, too? There's a lot. Bi- biblically, isn't that sin though? And like it's fallen, it's the fallen sure. body, the fallen sure. brain. So I mean, it is pure evil. If you're talking about from a biblical Christian evangelical standpoint that 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 stuff is now what you're saying is give somebody a break because it's a disability or it's debilitating or whatever it might be and i'm in agreement with you but i think a lot of christians would go yeah that is pure evil like the way you treat your wife whether you're depressed or not 
It's still your responsibility, and it's caused from a fallen, sinful world and your fallen, sinful heart and brain. Yeah, that's what people would say. Well, see, there's a problem there. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that's what I think the I think the Christian world might would say that. Well, not the whole Christian world, but I think a decent segment of it. Well, at the very least, when we look at Jeffrey Dahmer and we see those scenes of the victim's family in the courtroom going crazy and him just standing there, we think to ourselves, Jeffrey Dahmer was a pure evil person. Right. And that is where I have a little bit of problem with not injecting at least mental illness into the conversation. So mental because, illness because, alleviates responsibility or evilness. No, but but, I, but let, I, let me I, see if I can unpack some definition parts of it. So what when you say evil, I mean, what does that mean? And what is pure evil? And what is true yeah. evil? Because you hear people, I, whenever I hear those things, I'm hearing people just try to, it, it's more of like an emotional appeal to be able to put, to, make a wall and say that person is not like it's a functional term more than it is a, a, an actual term it just means there is real badness in the world and it's other people and it's not me and it does it's that it's real and it's not it's a pretty functional like way to make yourself feel better or or have a way to describe why something happened because it would be less comfortable to say two things one our society allows for this to happen somehow yeah. That's hard. And then two, humans are this way, or I am this way. So saying that there's real evil out there in that solemn way that people tell you about ISIS or yeah. somebody, you know, somebody in the mafia or this, that 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 is mostly a way to make yourself feel better when it is spoken. I, I believe that to be true. Um and I think it's worth considering the things that you don't want to think about when those things come up. So I always say that. It's the way people watch Law & Order SVU. You know, It's like, do you watch that show to think how bad those motherfuckers are that do that and how could they ever do that? And I am so glad that I am not bad that I feel good when I watch this show. And I think that's yeah. incorrect. I think you watch that and say, you're supposed to say, ah. Ugh, we're like this. This is these are our problems. That this is why we tell stories. I mean, this is what I think this is a big part of why the Bible has the stories and the myths and all the legend things that there are. And I'm not calling the whole Bible a myth or anything like that. These are the things that humans are like that we have to deal with. Yeah. Now we have this scaffolding of society that has very much tempered human propensity for evil and violence, especially associated with power, like. Don't we understand that that let you know? I'm not going to kill somebody at Starbucks because I want something that that's because of society though. Because right. if it, if it's not for society, maybe I do kill people to get fuel for my generator. And am I pure evil if that's the case? I don't know. I'm feeding my baby. So well, how about this? That, I'm it just is, saying humans does, have this quality, and I have some more thoughts on it. But go go ahead. What, okay, how about this? Does your existence necessitate that you actually do something bad to somebody else? Just, just the fact that you yes. are here and alive yes. causes pain or uh, mm-hmm. discomfort, at the very but, least, but to, that's some, not only to, humans, to somebody though. else. Animals no, no, yeah. you know, no, that's destroy what I'm saying. every just other Just the fact that we're alive. So if you really can. wanted to stop all pain that you right. could, you know, your own sin, you would just, you would kill yourself. You would end your life if you really wanted to stop all pain. Now, we know that that also is bad because then you're still taking a life. And you're not, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so there is some, there is a thread that runs through. It's like, uh, I went outside. Jess was like, hey, there's some cobwebs outside our porch. Can you go knock them down? And I found a, a, a spider and it had all these little baby pods there. And I just mm-hmm. annihilated it. It wasn't even a question. <laughs> right. And I was like, that, 
was a single mom, and I just killed well, all her children. Well, I mean, you know, the, it, in nature, it doesn't matter. It's, you, there's why no doesn't such it thing matter? as not killing. There's no, no such why, thing why? as not killing, and nature has nothing to do with No, that's what I'm saying. Yet. But my, that, and So in that instance, I, I realized my life is more important, even mm-hmm. just my own comfort is more important than this yep. spider's life and the, her children. Right. There's probably hundreds. I annihilated an entire family. She's just trying to do the best she can, and I didn't give two shits at all. And after I did, I was like, whoa, I just really smashed them. They are gone yep. from existence now just because I just decided for that. I just decided for that. And then it, we scale it up. Once it gets scaled up to human life or a human baby or whatever it might be, then we start catching feelings. We say it's this, this, and this. But we're all okay with a certain amount of death and murder that we cause or pain yeah. that we cause or anguish that we cause or whatever it might be, uh, us getting ahead and somebody not get, uh, somebody else not getting ahead. So there is a thread that runs all the way through it. The only thing we can do, I think, is try to do as much good as we can, right? Isn't that the opposite? But when you talk about a serial killer, I don't think I think they are completely self-consumed at that point with they maybe they think they are bad. Maybe like maybe Jeffrey Dahmer went, there's no turning back for me, so I'll just do whatever I want. I'm completely self-consumed and what gets me off or makes me feel is murdering people. Yeah, but way. you I mean when you say pure evil, I mean uh, what are we talking about? 41% 99.9 was there any part of it's like I feel kind of bad, but I ha- I mean, you know, there's no you know, there's not the pure evil is not doesn't describe any human. No, I, mean, I think I, it describes I, I all would, humans. I think we're all pure evil. <laughs> well, yeah, right. But, oh, yes, exactly. Or yeah. that. Or that. Yeah, that's what I think. It depends and, on and how we you just define think evil our, there. We think our pure evil isn't as bad as everybody else's, but I think we all have it inside of us. Yeah, like, like, there's, it, there, if there's the water goes circumstances away, that would cause you to do things that other people would describe as evil. What, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, for example, take away, like we said a little bit ago, the water or electricity or whatever. Jess and I are going to live. We ain't going to trust nobody, and we probably would... Before you hurt me or my family, I don't know what links I would take, but yeah. it would get pretty bad. There's whatever turn, threshold that you start that killing you people to save your family, maybe earlier than mine. At which time I might call right. you evil. Well, right. I guess I exactly. Don't know. And, exactly. And I, and I guess what I'm saying too is, it seems like these serial killers that do the most morbid, worst things to the human bodies, eats them, stores them, and all that stuff, they're so far gone. I, I would almost say that it seems like someone who steals like who 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 steals a bunch of people's retirement money is more evil than the serial killer that, that killed 30 people right because it just That's seems just viscerally like, disturbing to us but right. you know you got to look at it as a massive failure of both society and child raising like that kid there's nobody that does that that doesn't have a horrific background right that may right. make you evil, whatever. You can argue it any way you want based on how you define the terms. But the point is our society and what we know about raising children and how we do our development and the software and operating system that is human civilization does a really good job at mitigating, quote, evil. You used to say everybody was yeah. evil and everybody would slaughter babies and do, take over villages. Right. That was normal people like you and me. Now we don't. Yeah. Only list. because we'd feel awkward and get made fun of and we'd be the bad people or go to jail. That's why we don't do that stuff. I believe the best I've ever looked in my life, for those of you that came to the BC Con, the BC Conference, was when I walked into that room in my Indochino suit. And I'm going to tell you what. Here's why I felt so good. Because the thing is amazing the suit is wonderful it's custom fit perfectly for me and i have a crazy body y'all seen me in person to look that good in clothes i I never dreamed i could look good in clothing especially a suit i had bought one suit off the rack before in my life and it looked so horrible that i think i ended up burning burning it 
<laughs> but not my Indochino suit. I'm keeping that thing for life because it just looks and feels great. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear company and has been featured in major publications, including GQ, Forbes, and Fast Company. And here's how it works. Visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. Pick your fabric, choose your customizations, submit your measurements, and wait for your custom suit to arrive in just a few weeks. I'm telling you, it's that easy and it's that great. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379. I can't believe that price. At Indochino.com when entering Bad Christian at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus free shipping. Shipping is free. That's Indochino.com promo code BADCHRISTIAN for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. Incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. Now, the the craziest thing of all that's super dark that, that God. I would like to try to say out loud, see if it makes any sense <laughs> at all, is... Oh, no. I'm not saying there's no good in humans, too, inherently. There oh, may God. be. But it's easier to see the negative if you want to be kind of sober about it. To me, I've seen some things lately that are making me very disturbed, and it has always has to do with power differential. Um, I'd like to make the claim that humans are inherently love violence, okay? I think that might be true. It, it may no, be true, true that humans just like brutality and violence and harm. Yes. They like observing it. It's a good thing that they like. I just yeah. think that's probably true. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing. Now, I love, let's just say it in the brutal way. If you listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, he did a whole one, maybe the last one, about how we, they did public torture through all human yeah, civilization. Yeah. It's, it's yep. just, you know, he, he gives like trigger warnings at the beginning, and I was thinking of it as like, oh, I don't mind hearing somebody described as filleted alive or whatever. Right. And that didn't bother me, but now it's just really haunting me because the way I'm thinking about humanity, like, oh, we're this way. It's kind of God. been disturbing to me since, but so I've been noticing it. But basically, people will gather to watch people get tortured and executed in ways that you couldn't imagine, but you're maybe shielded enough from it or something, but you might be surprised, you know, if it was if it came back yeah. or it was popular or normal. But they obviously seem to like it from the Roman killings of people all you know, all the way through until it was a political thing. And it's not even been that long ago. They were torturing witches in front of us so that we would like yeah. like you like it. You come watch it. The public, everything. Like we clearly like it. And we start here's what we're not willing to do. In the, the original humans had to be warriors and brutal people that would go head to head and fight each other. So maybe they need needed a propensity right. for violence to survive, right? That's not that crazy. And then at at some point, you just like it. Like you like doing stuff like that. Like you just like it. And then you don't have a place for it because you're not at war. And there's a then you realize at some point, you're like, well, I like watching people get killed and tortured. Yeah, sure. But I don't want to have to go do it because then I'm in danger and then I might get hurt. I might right. get well, a black kill eye. Me I might get killed. Yeah. I might get cut. So now I notice that and this is real disgusting, but people love other violence and harm to happen to other people when they are protected from it happening to them. That is where yeah. it really winds up. So as long as you're in the stands, you're good. And then if you keep on going, if you're, if you're somebody that winds up having power like a cop, yeah, you kind of like fucking, you know, bashing somebody's head in once in a while with that stick, right? Cause you, well, that's what I was getting ready to say. To also, that. we get to watch that. when right. a, we, we send the cops into the urban right. neighborhoods or whatever, and the white community just watches it and goes, oh, well, the, you know, the, we send right. in that guy, and that's his job. Yeah, and if you, if you become powerful, then yeah. you have more ability 
to cause violence and be insulated from it. And that's yeah. that's every takeover. That's every head of state. You know, I mean, think about the people who are most evil in the world, like Uday Hussein and them. Can you all? Do you also yeah. not understand they were capable of the most evil things possible because they actually had the, simply had the capability and safety to do it. That's the most yeah. cynical way to look at that. They were fine. That, first of all, Saddam Hussein probably understood the precariousness of his situation. I bet you his kids, they thought nothing bad can ever happen to me. I get to, therefore, right. do the I most will. horrific yeah. things ever possible because that's what humans are like. Yeah. That's really scary. And you go all the way to today, and when you see what, hap- what we're going through right now, like, yeah, everybody today is soft. As, I mean, I can't go beat anybody up because I want to see them bleed. Of course not. I'll get my ass kicked. But so now we have, and I think that explains the outrage and the stuff on social media. It's like, if we all get together, can we hurt somebody and watch it? That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we're doing now. That's what the left is doing. That's what the right is doing. But the left, for instance, is a bunch of people – yeah, I'm going to make fun of the left for a second here for, for a point or for sport because I like it too. Um, they, you know, the left and the liberal people are pretty soft, right? But they still have that hunger for harm to be caused to other people yeah, too. I, I want to fuck, it, fuck that other side. Right. So, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to go fight somebody. Maybe, you know, like a conservative redneck might. They might seem more outwardly violent and they like guns. If you're on the left, of course you love humans being harmed and hurt and taken down. We all do. Everybody always has. And your version of it is get, get them boycotted, get them taken down, get them thrown in jail, get them whatever it is, get them. And you do it online, and it's a mob. Yeah, it's and supposedly it's, the more intellectual way of doing right, it. Right, yeah. It's, in fact, it's, if it's you the same outcome or same You're not, not going to say anything directly right. aggressive because then, well, I'm not that right. I'm soft, right? I'm educated or whatever. It's just a bloodlust, though. Right. That's what we have. So... In that light, I don't know where you, where you uh, describing an individual as pure evil like Dahmer is just like, oh, well, one random failure of society and parenting equals that because that's how close we are all are to that. And that's my view, and that is pretty dark. I mean, it's exactly – you're exactly <laughs> right. Think about, think about the number one sport in America. What do right. we watch? You know, uh, majority underprivileged kids, uh, we sh- – uh, give them more money than they've ever had to smash each other as hard or as they MMA, can. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, or MMA or whatever it might be. I'm I not mean, a, it, even it against really it. Is. I like it. I'm no, saying I, I like I'm saying. That. And so, so does everybody. You're exactly right. I want right. to watch car that, crashes that and shit. I love it. But but it's easier to say I'm not that way, or it feels right. better to say yeah, that. You know, oh no, I'm not that way. I don't want I don't want something bad to happen right. to somebody. Man, yeah, let's get concussion protocol bit higher. Right. It needs to be better. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. You know, but that's why we have the phrase "pure evil" because we like to think the ISIS guy's pure evil because that makes me sleep better. That's all. But right. he's just like you, but a, if in a I mean, worse situation. We, or mental we like it, and we like it even in the church world. That's why we right. like our pastor. That's why so many people flock to pastors that are, uh, you know, politically active, or you know what I mean. Like, oh, our pastor, or you know, you talk to the pastor that is takes a hard stance on this or that, and he gets to be represent you while you get to sit quietly and, yeah. and not. You get to agree with him or say he's this way or that or whatever it might be, and and that. It, on both sides, politically, you see that more and more. You're seeing large personality, loud mouths on both sides say a lot of stuff, and everybody gets to sit and just be voyeurs and go, oh, well, mm-hmm. that's what this is, and that's what... I mean, the voyeurism is the biggest thing in the mm-hmm. world right now. It, 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 all, it, I've, I've wondered... You, nobody is, voyeuristically watches people blissfully happy. I know. Do they? <laughs> I, know. I just... I, I have got... Right. The, I, I drilled a peephole so I could watch this happy family down the street... 
Of course not. I mean, right. I, you don't do that. The, the things you are voyeuristic on are when they're bad or it's gruesome yeah. or it's terrible That's or right. what, you know, all the reality shows are, you know, That's uh, right. clusterfucks that, it's, it's you know, really oh man, dark, look at this crazy it's... people happening, doing this. Why did they make that decision? You just get to sit back and watch, which I mean, that will lead us. If, if voyeurism, if it's so enticing and it's so welcoming and maybe that will be like a, what was that? Uh, movie uh with bruce willis where uh surrogates did you mm-hmm. ever see that where they, yeah, they just they good. just stayed in their uh cocoon thing and they sent out their surrogate to watch the world and be a part of the world and they could look better even and they could do you know just view everything however they wanted to i mean i could see that happening i mean i really oh definitely that, I, I mean easy. i definitely could see us just becoming a completely we like to watch all the bad stuff that happens and that's how we get off that's how we Feel it it may have been necessary for our survival, but just think about PTSD yeah, or maybe. something. Like you know how confusing PTSD is. Like think about it. They, like imagine if you were a Viking warrior somewhere that had been in combat and killed and lost people. Yeah, I don't think you talk him down from that. Like, oh, guess what? You don't have to do that anymore. I bet you he right. has some fundamental understanding of reality that you don't. And it probably sounds something. This is crazy, but it probably sounds something like, no man, this is reality. There is oh, power, yeah. and there is, and I am. I wouldn't want it any other way. Right. This is it. This is what I was made for. I bet he feels that way. Like you know, when you do something, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. I bet, and that's probably. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about here. So please, please, anybody <laughs> in mental health or anything, disregard anything I'm saying. But I'm just saying <laughs> PTSD, right? Like, is that you're supposed to come back here and do what after you go go over there and do what? Like that's probably what's so incongruent about it. It's like. Did you like that? Not, I'm not saying people like, you know, like what, but it's confusing right. to your brain because there's got to be some parts of your brain that are wired for stuff like killing and combat. That's how we got here. That's how our society, right. you know what I mean? It's in there. Like, a, an a, you know, animals do pretty brutal shit, right? We're just capable of more brutal, more inventive. And then the, right. the corner of humanity turned, and you could pin this to probably the eating the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Now you know evil, so now you can go actively pursue it you know you can intend harm right. and go do it because you understand it whereas an animal's just living so we've i don't know i don't see any way around that that that's well also that's that is it's so taboo to even talk like what you're saying nobody right. wants to discuss that you know what i mean that's like, what it, means that's i have to rare. say i like gladiator violence probably put right. me in the stand well, if we had it today about, probably put me when, in the stands i guess when you talk about ptsd specifically in the context of like soldiers and military i mean you're right they come back after after you did all of this uh whatever went on whatever happened and now you come back and you just work at the post office what you know you might maybe there's there's something that is inside of you like you've never felt before right you know and you were needed for that combat like you were actually maybe being completely fulfilled because that was something that other people can't do or won't do and you filled that need and accomplished it well so much so that you're still alive so much yeah. so that you you know you did it really well. And you might even have a medal or something. But how do you come back and talk even normally? Like I, I mean, how can a soldier who had kills in, you know overseas or whatever come back and have a conversation about that with me? Like I could ever right. understand. It's it, like you know, they're it, more in tune I can't with understand the real reality, it. and you're a right. zoo animal. Like they've been right. out there and they came back to the zoo, and you're like, let's sit here and play with these Fruit Loops and make games out of it. Like right. go, go back and try to hang out with toddlers all your life and pretend that's reality. From what you've seen, is exactly, you'd go crazy too. Man, 
We got out here today, guys. Good <laughs> we're Lord. All screwed. And, and we That's were something. supposed to just talk about skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing we had going in. Joey said, I want to talk about y'all wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's transition to that at this point. Well, Priscilla's been begging jeans, Joey. Pri- yeah, Priscilla's been yeah. begging me for a long time. No, Joey, to- Joey, do a really cool transition from you just awful. Oh, yeah, let's go murdering, back in there. Murdering so, anyway, I think at the, in the hearts of humans is, is, is utter and pure, inescapable darkness. Yeah, go ahead, Joey. Okay, awesome. Um, I I, want to say that this whole, everything made me feel extremely dark in this episode, and I do think that we're all screwed. We're Dark as your die. new wardrobe? We all, <laughs> <laughs> we all hate each other. <laughs> but uh, Priscilla... Yeah, speaking just, of dark, the colors in my new wardrobe are <laughs> phenomenal. I don't, I, I don't want to um, make myself out to be like this guy that just, you know, I, I'm not on Matt's level of, oh, I'll just wear black every day. I do care. <laughs> I do care what I look, but I'm definitely, I just don't care enough to go out and spend money on clothes. I never have been that way. And she's, she's just like, can you get yourself some clothes that look good and a little more stylish and all that stuff? And I just don't want, I'm too cheap. I don't want to spend good, hard-earned yep. money on new clothes. And those big but, and tall stores are expensive. <laughs> yeah, uh, extra fabric. Is but my I, God, they marked up the prices. But I realized that it was important for Priscilla, so I was just like, okay, uh, the weddings that I do, the weddings that I officiate, yeah. I'm going to put that money off to the side, and I'm going to build up enough money to pretty much redo okay. my wardrobe. Well, everybody knows that what is in today, I was talking to Devin about this, are tighter-fitting uh, jeans. And... I just, it was so much for me to get over. It was so much for me to wrap my mind around. I felt like I was swallowing my pride to actually buy fitted jeans. And I was talking to my friend, Ryan. He made a really good point. He said, dude, you're doing yourself a favor. He said, we all established our style in the worst decade of fashion. And that was the 90s. It was not a good time. And that's how we are, are, are pretty much dressing and all of that. So I definitely look a lot more stylish. I'm not changing styles anymore. If, if it starts to get it, I'm sure it's going to start to have get people in to, notice. To be, have, have you gotten compliments? Like people go, wow, you look way better. Well, it's it's been very recent. I went shopping a lot this weekend, and uh, but yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely been some people to notice. But what I've been thinking about is, I remember how crazy I thought you guys were when y'all told me that y'all were shopping for women's jeans. I I thought you guys had lost your damn minds. Because when y'all went off to Seattle, and, and a lot of people know the story, like uh, Tooth and Nail wanted y'all to kind of change your image, lose some weight, dress a little That's more not stylish. True. That story isn't true. <laughs> it's not? No, of course not. I don't understand. That, that is perpetuated and not true. You Tooth guys said that story. No, no, no. Tooth and Nail never asked us to change our clothes and lose weight or anything. We, we did. We, we decided. We talked as a band. Uh, like, hey, I thought the A&R guy suggested it, it, it Look, it's in between what you, two of y'all are care. saying. They, no, Tooth and Nail liked our music and was not moving forward on signing us. We independently started trying to look good, and then all of a sudden they became very interested in signing us. Yeah, and okay. maybe that re- information came to us, but they did not sign us and then tell us to lose weight or say, we'll sign you if you lose weight. But there was some information exchange no, in and that. And Matt's territory. wrong, too. We were already signed when we lost the weight. Joel and I are the only two people in our band that lost weight, and it was because Matt's mom was doing uh, low-carb Atkins, uh, Atkins yeah. diet, been doing that and, I, and we tried it. But we were already signed as a band. The week's end was already done. And so, uh, yeah, I, all I'm saying is, yeah, we this was a decision we made. Tooth and Nail never yeah. said, get in shape or we won't sign you. That didn't yeah. happen. That's not true. Yeah. So 
uh, I visit you guys, and I, I remember even shopping in stores, and you guys would go to the women's section. I was just like, I cannot believe this. My friends have lost their minds. Here's here's the here's the secret that I'll re- reveal though. Deep down inside, I was like, it does kind of look a little better. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I could not go there. I was just like, I will never buy women's jeans. And now pretty much the style is what you guys were after. Well, you know what's cool now, about that? The way you articulate that is actually true because unless you were in a band, unless you had some success, unless you had a little bit of power and a little bit of influence, then you wouldn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I noticed this when we first started doing it. Like when we were making the walls video, the, uh, John Dunn was telling Toby to be more sassy. And I was like, wait yeah. a minute sassy like yeah I, I think he's right that would be cooler but since when is sassy good and like girl like when is the and it's like it create what well, i think the reason it works you yeah. know that that stuff is because you're like i'm so badass that i can do something sassy or girly and pull it off because i'm fucking badass is kind of the yeah. the way that comes winds up coming across i think is why it works but yeah it, it, you couldn't just be a person that did it at that time you would have looked funny. People would have just, if you just now, wore skinny jeans in that day by yourself and went to work, you would have gotten made fun of, I do believe. Now, what was there another band that y'all saw doing that, or did that was that something that y'all really thought on your own? Like, no, 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 it was commonplace yeah, yeah. for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, emo common. bands. Gotcha. Was, everybody knows their size. Oh, I like the extra longs that uh, express. I'm a size seven in girls, whatever. All right, that's so, the kind so of stuff he, people, you'd hear people talk about backstage <laughs> in yeah. that day. So here's the question. We're all, uh, not you yet, Matt, but we're, we're pretty much 40 plus. Are you guys going to continue to, like at what point do we just say screw it? Because I actually did have kind of a screw it attitude with, with this current situation. I was just like, if this, is what, if this is how Priscilla likes things, hell, who am I trying to impress? Screw it. I, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful that I did. I mean, new clothes are fun, and I, I know that I am a little more stylish, but I don't, I don't, at some point, don't old people just say, I don't care about style? I mean, that's care. why. So you've already I, passed the time point, in your life where people care, so it doesn't make sense for you to care now. <laughs> right. So, so uh, I think Reva you said. You look shitty during the most opportune time to look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reva said off air that baggy jeans were starting to come back. Yeah, they probably, Are you, probably I mean, will. You, you guys gonna well that's the convert? problem how how much time and effort are you gonna spend on following trends yeah in i just don't i don't want to do like that. i can't even understand like literally i cannot understand why people think kanye west shoes look good oh i hear people talking about kanye west shoes and adidas shoes and all that stuff i like some shoes but i don't think i i don't understand how you'd pay that much money for a pair of shoes maybe Maybe I could. Like, there's certain things I'd want to pay money for and I care about. And I do think, like, better quality jeans or something might might actually benefit you a little bit more. But I've spent a lot of money on jeans before, and they just ripped. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I, I definitely cannot get it out of my head. Functionality matters with clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it does. Like, if, it, if I'm going to spend uh, less money, I'm okay with it not lasting as long. But if I'm going to spend, like, what I don't, I don't understand even the trend of, like, okay, if you buy a pair of jeans – for $100 or $200, I feel like they should last for years and decades. Yeah. <laughs> but if I spend $30 on a pair of jeans, I'm okay. If it, if it doesn't even make it a year, that no big deal. Yeah. I'll get something replaced. But I don't understand trends like that at all. Like, I don't know, because it, it seems like it's a status symbol, too. If you, the more expensive clothes, bags, accessories, shoes, all that stuff, you know, the of more course. money you spend on it, the more valuable it is to your image. 
obviously, yeah. but I mean, but I, trends, I can't go I there. Mean, so, but that's just all fashion. So the whole thing you're talking about is trends, and you do notice trends. Like, there's sure. trends in podcasting that you notice, or in music. I mean, it's not that it's not that anything that has the word trend or a trend in the stock market. They're trends you pay attention to. This one's fashion, and that's not one that I care a ton about it i just want to do the minimum thing and i've just been times when i've tried to figure it out but i've never had any luck anytime if you look back at any old picture of me or anytime i try to do anything with fashion it's not it's all bad there's no possibility of it being good for me <laughs> and so I, I i tell you where i got the thing where i dress the same every day people say oh steve jobs in the silicon valley i got it from john yeah. piper actually and he didn't say dress the same every day but this is very funny he said in this most solemn way i don't know this is probably yeah, decades probably ago, crying when he said he it. said I want to dress in such a manner that no one will notice how I am dressed, as in to, so that Christ may be more fully known or shine yeah. or something. Like, why would he want to distract even a moment with the way he looks from right. the message of Christ, basically? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I didn't take that to even be, I thought it was hilarious when he said it, but I was like, yeah. I, that's, that's what I'm trying to do here. I, I, that's basically all I've ever been looking for is to put on the clothes that I don't have to work hard at because I don't care about fashion to where nobody notices or is going to make fun of me or notice it good or bad. Just I'm, let's just try to blend in here. you know. So the easiest yeah. way is to figure out what works and then wear that every day. And that's why I wear the same thing every day. I'm just trying to not get made fun of or there's no chance I'm going to be heralded as good fashion. So I'm just trying to blend in. I don't want anybody to notice a damn thing about the way I am dressed for the most part. Well, I'll say on a side note, too, my fashion revolves around my uh, yo-yo body. I go up in weight. <laughs> I go down in weight. And it's just so like right now I go, I don't want to buy any new clothes because I'm trying to get in better shape. And if I can continue to lose some weight and get in better shape, well, the clothes that I buy now won't fit. You know, so I, I do that. On a side note, too, I did think it's probably it's kind of neat that I've always been a little bit bigger because like Matt. If you lose 10 pounds, people aren't going to notice at all. But if no. I lose 10 pounds, Toby, you're looking good. <laughs> like, I, I, I actually have real change that can happen in my appearance way more than you do. Like, Matt, you might get a haircut or something like that. But skinny people, you know, even if they gain 10 or 15 pounds, people don't even think about it. Like, you, you said you got up to, like, 190-something, I can right? go from 200 to 170, and nobody right. notices. But, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. When you get up to 200 pounds, nobody's like, eh, whatever. It looks yeah. like same old Matt. But me, I might actually stand a chance that people notice. Like, my anytime I actually diet, you – if you start – uh, trying to eat healthy and go on a diet at 200 pounds and you get back down to 170, people get, might notice you're a little thinner. But I'm 175 any, right now. You don't notice. Right. Yeah, nobody notices anything. But me, if I get down to 190 or something, oh my oh, God, yeah, Toby, like what have you been doing? Yeah. What's going on in your life? It's very noticeable. So I get a little bit of an advantage there. Now, the downside to that is people also, oh, Toby, you not doing as good now. <laughs> <laughs> it goes the opposite. You, you can gain weight, no problem there, but I get, you know, shamed. <laughs> for, I get shame people looking at my body uh, all the time. So anyway, all right. Well, we got through all that. You know what we hadn't done in a while that I would love to just maybe just, you know, the, the real Grace meat of the with. podcast for a long time, and, and we don't do that meat as much anymore. Could could we possibly do the damn news? You got to be shitting me. It's, it's just it's needed. As Joey would say, people, uh, you know, it changes people's lives, the damn <laughs> okay, news. Let's do it. In a world where a little bit before you were still embarrassed to say that you wore women's size 16 pants, <laughs> <laughs> it still stung a little bit. I do not know my size now. Any of you 16-wearing ladies out there, 
Just wear it with pride. You just got to be confident and strong. This is the damn news with Toby Morrell. If you're a size 16, I'm proud of you because I, I was too. I might still be. I don't know what I wear. And I haven't worn women's jeans in a long time. I did like the way they fit, though. And the, you know another thing about women's jeans? They're a little stretchy. Oh, the stretchiness. Mm-hmm. That was nice for a big dude. For a big dude, that was nice. All right, I got an interesting uh, first news story here. I was just, I don't know, I was dicking around on the internet the other hey, day. Hey, shouldn't was, all your news stories be interesting? Just, just a thought. Go I, ahead. They are, but the first one is very interesting. Um, it comes from BuzzFeed. 19 things that the Bible forbids other than homosexuality. <laughs> so the big one in the world, you know, homosexuality, is it right? Is it wrong in the Christian world? You know, all this stuff. There's a few that we just focus in on, but here's 19 of them. I don't, we don't have to go through all of them. Well, try to, if you can, Joey, when you hear these, try to reference us, uh, uh, any of it that we can discard or what's, let's, let's try to debunk them you, if they're not valid ones okay, or something okay. like Clearly didn't right, mean fir- that. All right, the first one is, uh, first off, we are doing a terrible job when it comes to dietary restrictions. Leviticus 11.4 says, Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud or of them that divide, uh, divide the hoof as the camel because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof. He is unclean to you. Translation, we're not supposed to eat camels this, or this rabbits is gonna, or pigs. This is going to be good fodder for discussion. I'll, I'll give it that, but... We, uh, you've already lost me just from the standpoint of oh, the I, don't think any, I don't think anyone don't to that. thinks the man doesn't lie with another man as a grand slam against uh, gays by themselves. It's no, a the lot New of people Testament do. I would say majority of Christians do. It's the New Testament that is throwing more people for a loop, I think, and Paul definitely makes clear in his is letters. Is the Old Testament in the Bible? I can't, I can't remember real good. It is. I'm just saying oh, okay, that's, cool. that's the problem there. Time Paul, to cut out the shellfish, Leviticus hold, hold 11, on, 10. Hold on, hold on, And all the that Test- have not the, fins the New and Testament scales and seeds. definitely says eat whatever you want to eat. What if it's a man's ass? <laughs> 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 well, I mean... It, this is this yeah, it's all going to be probably Old Testament stuff. So I guess Joey ruined the ruined this damn news. Thanks, Joey. No, but 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 the shellfish no, and that it, Joey it, are, it, are are why to tell me the official reason it, why we don't have to listen to the Bible on that. Why we don't have because to? The, because the New Testament invalidates the Old Testament. Is that the short answer? So the Old Testament doesn't is matter it because, because that was cultural and not you know no, be, whatever no because because eating was something that was specifically addressed saying that stuff don't worry about it anymore okay next okay so the eating ones tell me what else you got women wearing sexy clothes in First Timothy the new the there New Testament I also want uh, the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety. See, I in think the this one is extremely relevant to the con- to the conversation of homosexuality. So, first of all, do you agree then with that, Joey? Yeah, I mean, it's in the New Testament. Women shouldn't wear what bikinis would, of course, be off limits at all times. Yeah, can't or, wear a bikini. No, no I, I would. I would say this is you think very the cultural. Wrong. That's cultural in the it's Bible. Just, saying, well, back then people would have thought it was too risque, so they couldn't handle it, so don't do it. And I'm going to put it in the yeah, Bible well, I and mean, the New Testament. That's, that's my guess. Let's let's let's. Uh, let's take in consideration just how women were looked at back then. It was mm-hmm. pretty much sex and reproduction. So if a woman back then would have dressed like a woman would now, she would be in harm's way, undoubtedly. There's just nothing you could do about that. Like she would Yeah, it it, it seems like when even you if see that's bad or sad about women, that would have been true. 
Yeah, it seems like when you see prostitutes depicted in biblical times, like in movies and stuff, it is jewelry. It is mm-hmm. hair done all up. It is like a like sex symbol was super pretty back then. <laughs> if you're right. super pretty what? and you're done up, sex. Yeah. What photos right. are you seeing from back then? <laughs> what? You're saying they were hot, those prostitutes in... in you're what? saying their hair's done up, they're wearing all this stuff. I was just wondering what photos you were looking at. Oh, like the Passion of Christ and oh, all okay. those sorts. Like, yeah, yeah. What uh, else, Toby? All right. And I had to switch over here to list25.com. I, I moved on. This is a, the 25. Which we buzzed, Mas- we buzzed through BuzzFeed's 19 yeah, already? Yeah, yeah I, moved, I moved on because Joey tries to uh, say the Old Testament doesn't matter. That's literally what everyone... I didn't say that. That's what you said. I didn't the, say the that. The New Testament said we can do anything. I didn't say that. Masturbating. First Corinthians six eighteen reads: Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. That's uh, not talking about masturbation. Why wouldn't that be masturbation? You're sexual. I mean, you're you're read, lusting read, over read the in two your brain. Verses before that and after that, you're lusting in your brain. No, it's talking about connecting with another person sexually. But I say to you, Matthew five twenty eight. Uh, everyone that looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I bet, I'm just going to take a guess here, I bet you can count on your hand how many times you've masturbated and not thought of another woman, and I bet you cannot count the amount of times that you've masturbated thinking about. (laughs) Is that true? I've never masturbated in seven years. (laughs) Now, Joey, going back to his uh, prostitute stuff, wearing bling. First Timothy two nine reads, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly garments. Did did you say that Paul just said I I want I what it, what was the wording there? Likewise, I want. Yeah, yeah, I mean that right there. Even Paul, even there's there's places where Paul says, now this isn't the Bible. Now this isn't God. No, it is this the is Bible, just though. me speaking. That's that's it a problem though. It is yeah, the Bible. It shouldn't be in but, there if it's it, not the Bible. If it's yeah, in the Bible, but Paul, but Paul is basically saying, this is me. So why, why isn't he allowed to do that in the Bible? So all I'm well, saying is... Well, should be in the Bible. It's, it's a, a, inappropriately in the canon, no? Well, that's not true because people lie in the Bible. In narratives, that shouldn't be in the Bible. Of I'm course, just no, saying, is, if Paul says, actually, separate this, this isn't for y'all, well, then why is it in there? Who's it for? That's how we decide what goes in the Bible. If it's for us or not, if is it divine, like, was that not divinely inspired? I mean, you get in this weird meta territory now. So God divinely inspired Paul to say that for the Bible and to say that it's not actually yeah. anything you need to worry about. Is that, that's the divine inspiration? Divinely inspired for just this culture, not for you. Why not? Well, it doesn't make sense is what I'm saying. I'm saying that is exactly how people even validate the fact that it's God-inspired because they said, see, right here, if we're not supposed to take all the other stuff as inspired, then Paul would have uh, made that clarification. He did here, so this isn't Scripture. I'm just but saying man, that's but how we're people just left to decide from the what's God-inspired. Yeah, are, we, are we supposed to choose what's God-inspired or not? Because they won't say that about yes, other sins. That's the whole point of that is now we decide which parts of the Bible. To, that's, the, that's the license right. in the Bible to pick and choose. Paul said it right yep. there. Some of the stuff, legit. Some not. Y'all decide. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, even Jesus and Paul both went against Scripture, both of them. I mean, Jesus said, oh, yeah, it says in the law such and such. I say mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then they, he also says, follow me, follow my example. 
but we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed, like we, we read it verbatimly. We don't talk about it. We don't debate it. We're not supposed to, we're not supposed to doubt. And yet that's exactly what Jesus did. Right. Exactly what he did. Getting and remarried says, after getting divorced. Mark 10, 11 through 12 reads, whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery. Well, now, that adultery, one's unequivocal. Adultery was in the Old Testament. This is New Testament, and it's unequivocal that it's yeah. for everybody. It's whosoever. Yeah. And whosoever yes. marrieth and her it ain't my opinion. that is put away from her husband committeth adultery. So No opinion to I mean, that. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to say, no matter what, whoever's cultural, been divorced right? or and gotten remarried has definitely committed adultery. So all right. the get-outs for the and other... And they're, they're, the they're still committing adultery daily and hourly by staying married. Yeah, every right? time. But we, but we, offer, we offer small groups for them. <laughs> Look, every time you have sex with your second wife, <laughs> it's adultery. Every time for everybody. Look, every yeah. every second you stay married to her, you're committing right. adultery. Right. Yeah, it is a lifestyle of sin. That's what a lot of people say. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about the gay people, though, is they are... Con- they they are living a life of sin, and they it's clearly in the scripture. That's exactly what divorced well, the, people. What what do. what is the argument against that though? Because the, there's the one. Well, the Old Testament that's different. Well, that's not valid. There's oh, well, that's cultural. That's clearly not valid here. And there's oh, well, it's Paul's opinion. That one's not valid here. There is somebody else in the Bible in the New Testament contradicts it. Still not. I mean, is there not? There's nothing. What's the what's the how on this? possible earth is there a way that christians are allowed to remarry how yeah for, for this one they see it as god's grace there god's grace is allowing a reset button of course god forgives you you're not perfect you messed up in that other marriage what are you supposed to just stay unmarried now for the rest of your life well yeah according to how's that any different word, than gay? It's just no, I'm, except I'm for, except for you. when you're gay I'm you didn't agreeing. create it when you had a divorce it was you that messed up but there's a loophole for you both Except for the one involves you fucking up your marriage and the other one doesn't. Right. Right. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying that's how people would explain it. They'd okay. be like, well, I mean, I messed up. God What do you expect me to not have sex the rest of my life? No, I'll go ahead and get remarried. Right. What? Right. I'm not attracted to women. What do you expect me to not have sex the rest of my life? Yep. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing too like like right from the get-go when i started talking about food or whatever you're like oh that's the old testament jesus says this mm-hmm. well, what about proverbs so this means that this one doesn't gluttony doesn't apply anymore proverbs 23 and 2 put a knife to your throat if you're given to gluttony no you can do gluttony that's the old testament yeah <laughs> can i say that no, that's the old testament that's the old testament right all right I mean, that's the way it's it. Women speaking in church, 1 Corinthians 14, cultural, 34. Cultural. Let your women cultural. keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. The law even says that. Yeah, take it out of yeah. the canon. I mean, just I've heard, take I've it heard out. women speak at church in America. I mean, America. that's what's so crazy. Do you, like, I, I, it's conniving that someone would say Paul meant cultural there. Cultural, clearly. That was back then, women, you know. Right. That's just it's insane. It's not for us, clearly. That's just insane. Well, if it is, then I don't understand why so much. I mean, it just needs to be in a separate book called History, then. <laughs> hey, Not our canon you, book where we tell each other what we're going to do and who goes to jail I mean, and who gets well, killed. How do we justify gets, this one, though? Like, that's what I'm saying. We are, are, you, hey, are you guys women speaking affirming? <laughs> are, you, are y'all church women speaking affirming? Are y'all affirming? <laughs> Here's another Old Testament one we can throw out. Uh, you can do this all you want. Onan knew that the seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went in it when when he went 
in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground, lest that he should give seed to his mm-hmm. brother. So you should definitely uh, not pull out. <laughs> oh, no, the you don't have to anymore. Came. The New Testament. You don't See, have to pull that, out anymore. The, the person that wrote this didn't do their homework. God specifically told him to have sex with. But that's so the Old that Testament. Was an, that was an act of disobedience. Yeah. I'm just saying it's taken out of context. That's all. Yeah, I agree I with Joey on that fully. Actually, I don't think that one's pretty airtight. I mean, he told this guy to like have sex with for procreation with somebody and he didn't. You know, basically. Yeah, but but y'all are missing the point. That's the Old Testament. New Testament fixed it, so you can do whatever no, you want. No, that, that is an is Old Testament example of somebody disobeying God, which we still are not supposed to do. Right, no, but Joey? even disobeying God is Old Testament. You can disobey <laughs> God in the New Testament. Don't you understand? God said, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, disobey whatever you want in the New Testament. It's according to that, right? Freedom in Christ. What do you, what do you think? Anyway, all right, I don't want to do any more of these. Joey's bumming me out. Makes me <laughs> Joey's bumming you out. Pastor Why? Joey, because you just showed me that the Bible doesn't mean anything. <laughs> You're a pastor, and you showed me you can say whatever you want, and it just you can say whatever you want about the Bible. That's no, it. I think that is there that is, hot- there is no, no, no. There's there was five or ten questions where it was one way for this one, but it's a different way for the other one, and now it's this way for this one, and I'm, I don't know. That gives I think me a- maybe I think you maybe heard me speaking for myself when I was actually speaking for other people in some of those situations. Like I don't Paul. even understand yeah, what you're I talking like about. Like Paul. He wasn't I'm speaking just saying to me. these are what a lot me. of people would say. You were speaking, yeah. Can somebody uh, make <laughs> a, a meme? Toby, you can do it, or maybe somebody else can do it, and we'll put it out from our channel. But can somebody make a meme of like a gymnast doing just cra- some crazy contorted stuff, but then make the gymnast actually look like a pastor and then have them doing mental gymnastics and then like have bubbles of like those scriptures pop up. Like every time they do a twist or a weird thing, like super contorted, you know, gymnastics that make you know, like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing, but it's a vertex right. head on it or something doing like what you have to contorted places you have to do and things you have to do to make X, Y, and Z make sense. Make that into a meme, say mental gymnastics by my pastor to make the old Testament work or whatever. <laughs> But to- Toby, that that no. Support- see, this is the thing. The New Testament actually. Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. But this is the cultural aspect of what. No, now here's the thing. People are are being dishonest when they say this. But there's what it could mean. Ancient it's just, Hebrew. It's actually you know the, all that. But that what you're saying though is that we have all been approaching the Bible how we were never intended to. Like we still are, but you might be right. right. That's what that's Joey's point. Joey's yeah. actually incredibly open minded individual wow. for a, a pastor is pretty pretty good that's amazing man i really do appreciate that i mean open hey, mindedness, we, hey, we, hey another funny meme would be um like you know the big rainbow pictures where it says diversity you should have a big rainbow picture and it says divorce <laughs> and, and put that on your profile picture <laughs> rainbow divorce <laughs> i'm totally about that <laughs> yeah hell LGBTQD. <laughs> Just add D to it and say, I'm with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Man. <laughs> Shit. That's right. Tell me what to do. We're the outcasts, Tell me what to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, I got one last one, and this was uh, Roving Reporter sent this in, old Steve Lopez. And it comes from the New I York Post. It comes from the New York Post. You ever done jury duty? Yes. Loved it. But I but I didn't I didn't get called. I just sat there waiting to be I called. So I it. guess maybe I, I haven't, haven't gotten asked in a long time. I hope I didn't miss something. Can't you get in trouble <laughs> if you don't go or something? I don't I hadn't seen any paperwork in years. I, I helped put away a drunk much. driver. You did? Mm-hmm. Bastard. 
Did you really? Yeah, I did. I, I loved it. I was on you, a big jury selection for this freaking child predator guy. And, oh, I, and, I, and, and it was insane. It was in the big room. And I was like, oh, crap. And they said this trial is going to last two months or three. I was like, God. oh, shit. You know, I got to get Damn. out of this. But it was super yeah. exciting. And the judge was brutal. He's, they had like 30 people in the box. And he started asking them. Because everybody's like, I'm going to get out of this, which is what I right. mainly thought. And says, he goes, okay, this is very serious. This is our justice system. And this guy was authoritative. This judge was cool. Like yeah. somebody you respect, like commanding. And he was, uh, there's the bailiffs there. It's all this real intense thing. And he started going through them one by one and said, does anybody have a reason they couldn't be on this jury? And like almost everybody's hands go up. And he goes through them one at a time and just fucking locks them down and says, oh, and God. what was your reason? And then they say, and he's like, well, couldn't you get somebody else to watch your kids? Or he said, what's your job? You know, I have work. I was, oh, really? What's your job? Oh, I'm a this. Okay, well, could you maybe do those some of those emails at night and do this here? And just, he wouldn't, yeah. like, he kept, he wouldn't let anybody off the hook for what their excuse was. Like, they thought they yeah. going to make an excuse. He's going to let them off the hook. He did not. And he had, like, real people pinned them down. They're like, I guess I could ask grandma to watch the kid until they said yes to oh, get the God. people on the jury. And they did. They said, okay. It got to me. I was like, listen, I have a festival <laughs> to fly to. I meant, you know, I play music. I'm going on tour soon, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it, I, these other. If, if I don't go, all these other people will lose. Like there's people that already have tickets. Right. You know, I think he's about to smash me. You know, so there's my, my partners. They'll lose all this money. I have, there's people that have bought tickets, and I, if I don't go, all that you know falls apart. He goes, "What kind of band? Country band, huh?" <laughs> I was like, "No, it's actually rock band." He goes, "Okay, you're good." And he moved on. <laughs> like country band, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me talk. That's I don't awesome. think I've ever done jury duty. Anyway, uh, we, it was a guy that uh, had uh, been. There was no breathalyzer, and I thought it was bullshit. I was ready to get let the guy free because I yeah. just you know there was no evidence really, but it was just the all the testimony was the cop was the cop thought he was drunk, and that's what we got to yeah. convict on because the cop, cop technically is an expert. So right. you have to say he's not an expert, he doesn't know what he's talking about in order to let him off. But I didn't believe there was at all enough evidence really to convict. But the jury instructions were very specific and whatever. And then we did. And then as soon as we got out in the hall, the lawyers came up and said, I'm so glad you guys got this one right. The guy was loaded. There was a breathalyzer. He got thrown out by technicality. It was, you know, there's all this stuff that they couldn't allow in the oh, trial. But we had got it, it right. Wow. But I was thinking like, no way, get this guy off, man. Gee. Priscilla did a murder case and actually had to watch the camera footage. Of the murder? Mm. Yeah. What kind of murder? It was like in a convenience store. Like a robbery? Yeah. Whoa. She was really bothered by that stuff. I don't know why. I mean, wow. I mean, somebody's got to do this this civic duty. I do understand that. So, yeah. Well, this one's just about as bad. Jurors um, sick of hearing about prison guards' huge, stinky penis. Mm hmm. Very similar to the stories y'all were saying. Jurors in Brooklyn, corrections officers, sex assault trial, appeared to be sick of hearing about his huge, stinky penis. The jurors were visibly glum and in some some cases exasperated Wednesday as prosecutors continued a second day of grilling accusers on the shape and odor of Lieutenant (laughs) Lieutenant Eugenio Perez's phallus, which the feds say is so distinctive it helped them confirm the women's stories. It was so big, I wanted to throw up, a 50-year-old former inmate testified th- through a translator while explaining how Perez forced her to perform oral sex on him while he was working at the Met- Metropolitan Detention Center. So it is kind of shitty. I mean, he's raping, molesting women. It had a smell Ugh. like he didn't wash or take a shower. It was really a strong smell. 
A look of disgust came over one female juror's face as she shook her head, but the prosecutors continued to quiz the woman about the putrid pecker in painstaking detail. <laughs> Can you describe what Lieutenant Perez's penis looked like? Assistant uh, Attorney Nadia Shahada asked later on. It's big. Fat, she said. The juror then approached, uh, appeared to reach the end of her tether, pinching the bridge of her nose, rolling her eyes, and placing her forehead in the other hand. So it just goes on... Uh, it says, he wasn't circumcised, it was big, and it was like a hook. It was humongous and curved, the 38-year-old told the court. Uh, if, it didn't, if it didn't stink, I would have been all over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the article. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, yeah, so they described it, and yeah, it's just... It's one of those so cases where it's just super terrible. clear that, I mean, good, good gosh, just call him guilty and chop his wiener off and move on. Yeah. Like just, yeah. just let it be that yeah. simple. Just a sick dude. I, I can't imagine. I, I've wondered often in, in the prison system, how can you have male guards at a women's uh, institution, like a prison? It almost seems like inevitable that a guy mm-hmm. would take advantage or, right. I mean, maybe women would too, though. Women might take advantage of them too. So that, that that's kind of uh, ignorant of me to say. Women guards might take advantage of, uh, because there's a power differential there. That's the Stanford that's, prison that's experiment, which backs up that and this is probably stuff we were talking about before. But that just means that that experiment shows that when you put people in power, they immediate like they randomly assign right. college students to be prisoners or guards, and shit got yeah. crazy fast. Like you're in, they started dehumanizing. Yeah, the power and side them. acted really, uh, really intense yeah. and overbearing, right. and got kind of men cruel and women. And, I mean, both. They and just, the cr- prisoners banded together too, though. Right. Yeah. The I mean, they just did all yeah. the normal human dynamics with none right. of the guilt or any of the reason for it. They just immediately right. othered the other and did started do. Yeah. Know, and the prisoners felt with, really tra- traumatized yeah. by it. Like that, even yeah. though it was fake, they felt traumatized. So anyway, don't go to prison. Bad shit happens. Trust me. I was in jail for two days. All it right. wasn't fun. I am glad for the return of the news, guys. Uh huh. It saved this podcast, <laughs> much like Jesus Christ does for the world. The damn news saves our podcast. Wow. Well, the damn news is brought to you by the Bad Christian Club, and that is the place. that This is the on-ramp, and if you've been stuck on this on-ramp listening to this podcast for a year, I guess you're an idiot. I don't know another way to say it, but it's time to press the gas pedal and merge into traffic. And that is that traffic, in fact, is the BC Club. We've got an online community oh, yeah. group. And the most important part about it is, I don't know, it's not actually the most important part, but the most tangible thing is you get another episode of this podcast each week that's a little bit even more mm. informal and uh maybe even a little bit rowdier uh, but we get that you have that every week and a bunch of other stuff there's a lot of reasons to do it but i think you should support the art and creations and creators you like we're avoiding the you know the big companies and the gatekeepers and the media this and that or whatever we're supporting individuals that are creating things that they're pretty confident about. And that's without a bunch of producers and people telling them what to do. It's just doing what works and whatever sticks and what people like and whatever people support will be the entertainment of the future. So, you know, you're voting with your download. You're voting even more with your dollar. And I don't mean just for Mm. this podcast. I mean for all of them, all the stuff you support and consume, including that nasty porn. You're watching it. You're voting for it. And you shouldn't be, in my opinion. But you are. You're doing Mm. whatever it is that you're consuming and watching, you know, Take it, take it seriously because you're supporting it and you can support Hell great yeah. things that you like that help you and help other people. And our opinion is the BC Club's a good way to do it. Who wants to read these names, me or somebody else? I say I vote you. All right, I'll try no, or, or, it. Terry Greenway, Caleb Gore, Jacob Brooks, Colby Ch- Champlin, Elia 
Markovich, RJ, Jeff Coat, and Chris Valdez. Not too bad. Mm. Great job, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Thank you, everybody. We will talk to you on the flip side. Yep. We'll see you. If we don't see you, we'll see you in heaven. If we don't see you, we'll see you. Not everybody. Some people will be annihilated immediately upon death. All right. I Not only do go. you die, but then you yeah, literally go have one, one minute of terrible torment. All right. See ya. This is Matt McDonald from the Classic Crime and Vocal Few. I'm here to tell you that my wife, Christy, and I are going on tour this summer. It's called the Homecoming Tour 2018. We're going all the way across the country, the U.S. country, U.S. of A., in living rooms, playing songs and hanging out, starting June 8th. So if that sounds fun to you, go to vocalfew.com and check it out.